I got an auto <laughs> update from Windows. <laughs> I'm going to be out of here in five minutes. Welcome to Let's Drone Out, the original and best drone themed podcast. We record the show live on the Thursday night on youtube.com forward slash Let's Drone Out, and our lovely patrons help with the editing costs. These are Wacky Wes, Mikey Dread, Art Faulkner, Carlos Campos. Thank you. Let's Drone Out. Introducing us tonight is Tony. Tony, go for it. <laughs> no, I told you I'll just do this. Just list a name of the people here. It's not hard. Right, repeat after me. Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out. Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out. Tonight we are joined by... Tonight we are joined by... Can you not I'm do like, it in the creepy paedophile voice, though? It's <laughs> good for the GBs. No, don't, don't, voice. don't, don't say anything. It's 13-year-olds, perhaps. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going. I'm going. You'll be picking on me like you did last week. Frank did it, now you're doing it. <laughs> right, because it's a special day, I would introduce Blue Alpha. So our new host on Let's Drone Out is... Hey... Come on. That was your Say it. Is there that was your oh my god. Hi everyone. Putting my, putting my hand up his anus to work him like a muppet. I'm not Come on. It, Jack. Come on. No, Tonight we are joined by working. Say blue owl, Tony. Blue owl, Tony. Right, so then then I get I get to Andy RC to get it out of the way. Andy wow. RC to get it out of the way. Thanks for that. And then quickly go to Curry Kitten. <laughs> so the disclaimer. Everyone's fine. Yeah, 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 on this show personal may not reflect the views of others. Uh, and then we'll go for tonight's guest <laughs> is Robin FPV or Agent A Two C O F C. Hello. Uh, the the Lord and Master Andrew Slash Frank. Good evening. And I I am, or you would say, uh, no, you would say then me. So you'd say, and join right, right until I fly. This is painful. It is, isn't it? Why did we, why did we have him back say on? Say it, Tony. I said, come back on and like sort yourself no, out. And now You wanted me here. here. You wanted me here. Look, just introduce me. And tonight, Brighton Owl. Hello. <laughs> and then you'd say, I am... You know, and then say who you are. And tonight I'm Bonjour. <laughs> that would do. <laughs> wow. After that car crash. Uh... And editors start from now. <laughs> Blue Owl, thank you so much. Thank you for joining. It's lovely to have you here. Uh, I'm hoping that you will bring somewhat more diversity and stop us from being complete incels uh me and andy rc simp for you so we will be <laughs> cheering 
And wait, what was that? I lot. missed that. <laughs> I just Andy RC what for you. Just Simp. let him get him out. Let him get a, get it out of his system, and oh, then we can it's terrible, isn't it? I know. We I'm could, telling no, you, search your name in that search bar. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> but, uh, but thank you, thank you for joining us. We love having you here, and like we hope to have many great shows with you. And uh, Robin, it's nice to see you here from the chat. Thanks very much. Uh, you, you earlier on, you were looking very deadly serious, and I'm slightly scared of you. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I'm, I'm a very serious person. It's <laughs> you, you, you do realise you're on this show, right? <laughs> you, you tune in most weeks. Don't worry I, about I it. This, this, this is a special show about qualifications, and I thought it was going to be a serious one. It, it's really it, it, it can be from now. I, I, yeah. I kind of like the fact that Robin and Robin kind of looks like the after photo. Like here's Tony, and then he worked out and got buff, and he becomes Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are a very attractive version of Tony. Thank you. I, I think I'm more attractive, but it's because <laughs> it's, it's me. So yeah, have that, you seen my like, OnlyFans? Oh Jesus! Um, this so the whole like. The whole idea of it is to have a bit of a car crash, uh, dick around for a little bit, because it is going to get very seriously. And then hopefully this has taken the edge off the seriousness for you. But we are going to talk about the A2COFC qualification that will allow you to fly. Is it the 1st of December? Is that right? So from the 1st of January, it will give you... Well, I mean, no, it doesn't really matter even then. This, this is of interest because my, my questions, which I'm sure you're going to answer already, is what is the A2 cert? Why would you need it? And what can you do with it? Yeah. I'm sure that's everybody else's question as well. Okay, I'll let you take that, Tony. Where's that kick button? your own. How about we reword the question and just say what what made you go for it? Because surely that would be the reason why it's useful for. <laughs> what made yeah. you go for the, these qualifications, either of you? Uh, the, well, the main reason that I did it is because it gets rid of the 150-meter rule so that I can actually potentially go and play with my drones in a park and not actually get into any bother from people. Tony, your reason? <laughs> mine was mine was to um, earn some money because I've done stuff before. Um, I've been asked to shoot stuff before. I missed out on a big, nice gig chasing rally cars for a lot of money uh, for two days' work. And basically, I would have done it for free, but now I can earn some money doing it. Well, so this, this replaces the, the pre... I forgot mm. what it's called now. So I want well, I want to make that very very clear. It doesn't replace that. Yeah, I want to make it very very clear that the A2 CFC has no bearing on whether you can do anything commercially, because from the first of January, the difference between whether you're allowed to do it commercially and not is is only insurance. So from from the first of January 2021, the only the only thing that you need extra to be able to do something commercially that you would be allowed to do for your hobby, just recreationally, the only difference is the insurance. So FPV UK and BMFA insurance doesn't cover you for commercial flying. 
and there is an extra regulation that says to do commercial flying you need to have adequate insurance so that is the thing that come 2021 you won't need a PIFCO necessarily as long as you're generally allowed to do the flight but you will need to make sure you've got your insurance covered but then the extra hurdle will be will insurance companies recognize anything less than a PIFCO there is that question as well which I, I, actually, think... I actually had a conversation with you Frank just before I I took the course and I, I think you were worried about me trying to go commercial with it but the main reason for me to take it is with just to expand you know what I can do in the hobby and I think I don't think it's really aimed at professional drone flyers that much um, as much as it is to give um, hobby flyers a bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. But, okay, if, if the distinction between what you can do as a recreational flyer and what you can do commercially is just insurance, is it the idea that uh, an A2 might be recognised by an insurance company of saying this guy's taking it further, therefore we will insure him for commercial work or something like that? The bigger difference... Well, yeah. Uh, sorry yeah i think so that's what they're going to be looking at in the future but like the same they haven't even got any a2 registered drones yet they haven't been manufactured so it's all still up in the air looking forward at the moment so there's 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 the the classes of drones as well so there's going to be uh, a case where you could have a drone that has a particular uav class on it that means that you can you can fly closer into people but the bigger reason to have the a2 so we've got two good examples here of the two reasons why you might so robin is flying recreationally and wants to be able to fly more places so wants to be able to fly closer to people so in a park where there might still be people around you don't want to have to make sure you're the 150 meters away from people or, or something like that so by having the A2, Robin can therefore go to a local park and fly closer to people and still be legal. And it's 30 metres of uninvolved There we go. people. And for Tony, it's a similar kind of thing, but to do it, do it commercially come 2021 when the rules change and there's no longer this technical requirement for the PIFCO, as long as you can get insurance then to be able to go to a client and say, yes, I can fly the way that you're asking me to, rather than going, actually, that would be too close to people and therefore or buildings or vehicles that aren't under your control and therefore I can't do it. Yeah, so, in, the, in the future when the A2 drones actually exist, they'll be up to four kilograms and um, I think it's 30 meters away from uninvolved people which goes down to something like five meters in the, like the special low speed yeah, mode yeah, that they'll have to have mode, isn't there that you can do obviously yeah. DJI have talked to the people <laughs> who were making the rules so this this has jumped up with another question from me you've done a test for a drone that doesn't currently exist exactly what are the specs of an A2 and sorry an A2 drone then what will they be apart from potentially up to four kilograms which sounds quite heavy uh the the other thing is there's a transitional period which is what i'm going to be taking advantage of for the next two years and um like i think you've seen the rules like a1 is below 250 grams but i can with the a2 i can take that up to 500 grams and for what would normally be a2 flying i can have up to um, two kilogram drone and I, I can't get down to 30 meters yet but I can get down to 50 meters 
So the largest drone I have is less than two kilograms. So potentially I could fly that within 50 meters of people. And is there a class where you're allowed to ram people and that's okay? <laughs> no. There's the there is the C zero class of uh ready to flies or almost ready to flies or kits that is supposed to eventually come in at some point when someone can be able to do that. And there will be a toy version of that as well. So and that will mean that you can fly over people and all that kind of stuff. So I suppose my next question is what what was involved in doing the A2 test? Is it all theory or is there a practical? Is it expensive? Who wants to answer? Robin, you can answer that one. <laughs> I've answered them all. I thought you could take it. I paid training. 300 pounds for my learning and tests. I spent... like got ripped off. Mikey Dredd says it's 140 quid. Was the rest the bribe? <laughs> I went. For, I went with a company who can help me out afterwards, so I can. I've got unlimited questions and answer. You know, they're going to answer questions that I've got. Back me up, etc., etc. So. Kind of feels like if you were to do any of this, what you're allowed to do with this A2, and somebody stopped you, you would still get in bother anyways. By the sounds of it. Well, I don't know. I'm going to probably wear my if i'm filming commercially mm. i'm gonna wear a drone pilot vest i'm gonna be one of them oh my god and Sam. wear a little badge with my too and just hold it up to them so got, got a high vis say official drone pilot and now yeah. gonna <laughs> anyone can That's buy one of those though right well, yeah. When we used to work at IBM and pretend to be busy, he used to carry a folder about and he just wrote important on it. And all that was in it is the paper and he used to go to the toilet, read the paper, come out and just wave, wave it about. So it's important, excuse me, going through. Well, to be fair, you, I used to be able to get into a cinema with a little stepladder and a high-vis jacket. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm ashamed today, that... I'm I'm ashamed to admit this, but in college, it was this certain college in Wales, and the layout was so bad that every year, like uh, we were we we had to still do our like run around and like do stuff and move stuff from different places, and if you looked like you knew your way around on the first the newbie week as we used to call it. We were t- we were <laughs> in the end we were given maps so that we could pretend we were new so people wouldn't ask us for directions because that's all that would happen. You couldn't actually go anywhere because our breaks would be few and small and it would be taken up by showing people how to get round. But yeah, if Tony's going to get a high vis vest saying qualified drone pilot, I'm going to write on it with an arrow like. He did Gatwick. (laughs) (laughs) Safety disclaimer. Do not be on fire. Be careful around busy roads. Don't take our advice. (laughs) Well done. But then they would be taking your advice by taking your advice, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's a double bluff. Yeah. So there's a thing. It's it's not actually in... uh, You you can't use it yet. Is that what you're saying? Because there's no... first. No, we we can't even use the transitional period until January next year. Hmm. So it's, it's something you've paid for that's in place for two years, 
that you're taking advantage of to do freestyle in more places. You're not yeah, insured. Well, you, you can't commercially if you don't have insurance, and neither the two insurances that cover flying uh, will insure you when you've got one. So this is what I'm struggling with. <laughs> yeah, this, the two years, the two years is just for the two years is just for the transitional period. After that, I, you know, it carries on for five years, I think, and oh, then. Yeah. It's it's yeah you're qualified for five years so you ain't got to do anything for five years. Yeah, and I, I found I found an insurance company already. Ah, well done, Tom. And they even recognise drones. You know, if you put an alien, and they it, they even if you've got a drone that they don't know of, like Cine Whoop or something like that, and you can so they they ask you what it is and you can tell them what it is and then they update their their website and stuff for it so you can get insured and find insurance uh, to answer the uh, practical question somebody asked earlier as well they there is a practical element that you're supposed to have done but they don't actually check and they just advise <laughs> you to fly like you've got an a2 but you'll have to do it in a3 because you can't do it in a2 yet and just yeah. pretend I sent in some very important um, flight logs of yeah, me flying flying at the field. So you have to log every flight, do you? No, no you don't. Oh. No. <laughs> so what are your flight you, logs? You, got, you don't have to fly. This, this was only this was for the for the practical. You have to you know tell them that you've flown when and where, and send that in. All right, That's but brilliant. is it going to change? Are they going to introduce some kind of practical part at some point? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I'm not, I'm not entirely my, sure. My granddad told me that when he got his driving license, the guy said, now, are you a good driver? Be honest. And he said, yeah, <laughs> he got his driving license on that basis, which sounds a little bit how you get your practical certificate at the moment. Can you fly? Yeah. yeah. My course, my course <laughs> was a lot more like that, yeah. <laughs> I think also there has been a bit of a kind of relaxation of the how strict they are with it at the moment. Um, I think particularly, Tony, you, you experienced this, that they're having to kind of relax things a little bit because meeting up in person hasn't been something yeah, that they could do as easily as you. Right, yeah. Yeah, so. School's asking for a link to the courses. We got one. How much are the courses? 140 quid. Uh, 160 in bribes. <laughs> <laughs> so is it does it include uh, the exam as well, or is it just the course and then you have to pay for the exam on top uh, of my, Mine included the exam as well, and it had to be like a live invigilated thing where they just watched my camera, and I had to spin the camera around the whole room to make sure I wasn't cheating. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, mine was exactly the same. So I had three nights training for about two and a half hours a night online and then a test at the end the next day. And you literally have to agree to loads of stuff and then there's AI watching the camera to see if you're looking down, moving papers. You have to shut all your other things open on your laptop. So, yeah, they, they do see if you're cheating or attempting to cheat yeah mine had like a team viewer thing so they could see everything i was doing oh, <laughs> oh forget that 
<laughs> so there's a question popped up for Blue Owl here asking if she needs or has any drone flying qualifications. She's flown in some pretty cool places. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I used to work at CERN, which is right on the border of Switzerland and France. So I actually had to get my qualification at, at in France. And in French as well, and that was uh, that was a long time ago. That was, I think, three years ago. Uh, I could barely speak French, uh, so I didn't take any course. I was just learning on my own. There, there were some online courses. I would be way too embarrassed to, you know, go to a classroom with a bunch of French people and pretend that I understand as much as they do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I did that. And that was even before France introduced any kind of drone certification. So I, what I actually had to do is was to pass... Um, it was... Um, I don't know if you guys have that. Do you have um, ultralight category? For, like, deltas and for... Um, in French, it's called ULM. So it's the lightweight kind of plane. Mm, yes. uh, it was literally like a very shrinked version of uh, PPL. It wasn't PPL, oh, no. but uh, it was it was the theoretical part of like a very uh, you know cut cut version of uh, PPL. Only one exam instead of nine. Uh, so I did that, and then uh, I think one or two years after that, they actually introduced a drone certificate. And uh, I could just get it kind of for free, you know. There was like a, also a transition period where people who passed the ULM certificate could just get it for kind of for free. I, I didn't have to take another exam, luckily. <laughs> so that was yeah. It's it's actually quite interesting to see what's happening in the UK right now because this this is what I compare it to. This is what I know. Mm. Well, it was supposed to be. Um... July, the A2 was going to come in yeah. to effect, and then it got pushed back because of COVID and stuff. I suppose because um, we've we've had a, a few iterations over the years of different uh, qualifications. So there was the, the BNUC, the P4, the PIFCO, and now they're kind of doing away with all of that. I think basically because there's too many people with them and it takes too much paperwork and there's only so many people that can handle it. So they're just kind of like, how can we minimize the amount of paperwork we have to do um, for what's actually going on? Is anybody um, imagining there's going to be a big influx of people sort of trying to do commercial stuff on the cheap, like sort of like, oh, I can I can get some good pictures of your house from here. Don't worry about insurance. I'll be all right, sort of thing. You know, just sort of dodgy, the dodgy deal. But I can do it for cheap. Yeah, yeah, I can see Tony doing that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's always been the other. Like you don't want to hire someone cheap. They haven't got the qualifications. They haven't got the insurance. Got drone pilot written on the top. Jobs are good. I, I think we've already got an issue of people getting a PIFCO and then thinking they can fly just wherever they want. And I think, you know, with the A2, it's got the potential. Uh, this week, we saw somebody in Manchester that thinks that because they've got a flyer ID <laughs> that they can uh, fly over the city of Manchester. Yeah. Oh, I didn't really want to bring up that guy, but <laughs> that, that was... <laughs> that, was, that was quite on the interesting side. He visited his neighbours and all sorts, apparently. Yeah, I saw that. He's, he's removed that one now. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm really upset I didn't get to see that. I know, I, I was trying to keep it quiet, but then it blew up, so he started removing stuff anyway. 
yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he did, really did pad out the Bellends playlist that I've got on my YouTube channel, and uh, <laughs> I, I was I was thoroughly enjoying that. Yeah, so this was a YouTube channel, the Mank Drone Guy, I think, or something along those lines. Oh, no, you're not naming him, are you? <laughs> Name and shame, Frank. Name and shame. Um, and so he puts his uh, flyer ID and operator ID in the description of every video. Um, but there was a video recently that made the rounds of all the uh, Drone Association and uh, Association of Responsible Drone Users in the UK and all those kinds of Facebook groups uh, of, of people complaining, look at this guy, because he's he's flying over, you know, central Manchester, where he probably shouldn't be flying, almost certainly. Um, so it's just kind of, even then, even though he's registered and being very open about who he is, it obviously isn't that much of a uh, restriction on where he's actually flying um so you know but so on the other hand youtube in the description so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we should have sent it to bruce because he loves the you know registration obviously doesn't work does it because he's registered and it's not worked yeah. yeah i had i had a question come up actually frank about the registration labels from a friend of mine who was confused and i said oh i'll ask andrew slash frank because he's an expert on this he's like our legal expert and compliance officer if you like and it's from the people yeah the fpv uk org website and says nb when your registration is processed by the caa they will send you an email which says you also require a fly id to fly legally Mm -hmm. if you have done our free online two minute 10 multiple question uh test certificate of competence drone law a certificate for sure you can ignore this exemption 1328 exempts you from that requirement is this is this the case if you've got the the basic multiple choice certificate and you're a, a member of fpv uk.org's you not need a sticker so also number 1328 e4957 was only valid until the 30th of june <laughs> Oh, so Simon needs to update his website. Simon needs to update his website unless it's been extended. But as far as I can tell, it's been removed from the CAA website. So I don't think it is. Um, but no, I, I had to get a sticker for my drone when I was with FPD UK. And actually to take this test um, for the A2, I had to get a flyer's, flyer's ID, which I hadn't had before, but they wouldn't let me sit my exam until I had a flyer ID. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It's only that been a pain because I happened to be filming myself holding up a drone and then inadvertently had my number on and I had to refilm a bunch of bits, which is annoying. Yeah. But I had to put the stickers on just to prove it. It does change every year anyways, we should say, so don't permanently put your ID, don't have it tattooed on your body or something. Cause, uh, <laughs> it doesn't change. So if, if it does get out, you can get another ID. They'll give you a new one when you yeah. register every year or whatever it is. And to make it even more easy to understand, there are the two different numbers, the operator ID and the flyer ID, that are for different reasons, and only one of them has to go on the drone. So it's it's like, you know, it's it's not maybe the clearest and easiest thing to follow, but there we go. 
If you don't know, you could always use the Manchester guys one because you put it. <laughs> or don't. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. There's a question here from uh, FPVSE. Just checking, would someone have to know if there will if there will be a minimum legal distance for flying DIY craft near to people without with their permission? I think if you do the A2, if you've got permission from the person, you can fly as close as you want to them. I think without the A2, you can. If, yeah, if, I think it, as it's, long it's as the people you, that aren't under your control, isn't it, specifically? Yeah. If, yeah. They, if they agree to it, you, you can fly as near as you want. He said I could fly into his face. <laughs> <laughs> I know he doesn't remember it now. That's because he's concussed. <laughs> I think there is there is a slightly higher ranking rule that is fly safely. Uh, yes. I think that's quite important. It's a bit subjective, isn't it? Don't be a knob, basically. Yeah. So and you'll be all right. Uh, also, ask another question from FBVSE. Would you know if there will be a weight limit for flying a DIY craft FPV? So, uh, for the pilots or the plane. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, dear! I'm getting um, close to it. I think if it's pilot. <laughs> so, if you've got uh, a camera on it, then it is, you're definitely going to have to be registered whether or not it's above or below 250 grams otherwise uh there is because you're not supposed to be flying fpv except for the fact that there is a special exemption for flying fpv and that's where there's an extra weight limit which if memory serves me is three and a half kilos i want to say it is three and a half kilos because I think that was what we were looking at with the uh, um, X class, and like, oh, can we actually can we do these? I think it's three and a half kilos for the exemption for the FPV. But I'm just trying to remember the actual exemption, but I can't. I will post it in the description when I remember it. I think it is, Frank. I think you've got it right. Rules, are these all rules coming in on the like the first or second? Because these sound an awful lot like the. Some of these things you're talking about is like that old EI sub thing with the mm. stupid categories and some of the categories didn't technically exist because the technology wasn't there. Oh yeah, that's that's all yeah. happening. That is that's all what's coming in, in in January are the C0 to C. Oh dear. That's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, it 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 might do we think people are actually going to pay attention to this because it gets to a point where people are just like this is too complicated go screw yourselves i'll just carry on doing what i'm doing i'm pretty much like, dead, to be honest like frank said everything with a camera is going to need to be uh registered so you're going to have to start sticking sticky labels on your whoop if you want to fly outside hmm. and apart from that from having a sticker do you have to are you going to have to like send the flight log somewhere or i don't know um document some your flights somehow no flight logs for recreational flying 
but there's so to register that is you have to pay your nine pounds to get your operator id and you have to do a, your online test to get your flyer id um, and it's the operator id that goes on the drone I right say. all right and now now i'm I basically get, I'm getting more and more confused and I'm going to talk about it. So what is the difference between the flyer and the operator? The operator ID is of the person who's paid the nine pounds to be responsible for it. And so I'm still not entirely sure why there's a difference, but the, what it means is that, for example, if there is a, a parent and a child, and so the child isn't old enough to be uh, an operator, then the parent pays the nine pounds to be an operator and the child does the online test to be the flyer. And so the child can then fly essentially unsupervised as long as it's right. under the weight limit that they're allowed to fly it. So for so a tiny example. So the operator is responsible for the quad or for the platform, whatever you're flying, right? Yeah, I don't... I haven't actually seen anywhere that it says the operator is responsible for anything. I think okay. it's, I don't really know, but I think that's kind of meant to be the, uh, kind of implied. Yeah. I think it's kind of at least starts ringing some bells of like, Oh, I have to pay nine pounds to and register myself and put my number on this. Ah, maybe I should kind of think about, whether I should give my child a FPV quad. Uh, you know. doesn't, the, um, doesn't the flyer ID change every year as well? The operator ID changes every year because you pay the £9 every year. And the flyer ID changes every three years because that's how long <laughs> the test is valid for. I, I've heard some people have kept their operator ID and some people have changed. Yes, there's also that for reasons <laughs> that aren't clear. I think it's whether you go through, whether you, the first time around, whether you went through the BMFA or FPV UK or whether you went directly with the CAA, now some people, when they're renewing this time, it's staying the same and sometimes it's not, but well, from, from the like yeah. DJI guys, it's, it's come. I think some people were able to renew and some people had to re-register. Well, I think to call this a car crash would be giving it too much of a compliment about how well it's organized. I mean, <laughs> no one's going to be able to be compliant because no one really understands the rules and to try and enforce the rules. If no one understands the rules, it's completely impossible. So like give the, it to people, yeah. but I'd advise you to ignore it all and just fly safely. That's yeah. not official advice. We did read the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't listen to us, but I, I, I it would. Could be the way that we're discussing it, making it sound like a car crash also. Well, it's probably really easy if it's not us involved in discussing it. We can <laughs> yeah. make it all complicated. Paragraph. That Painless has also made videos without me on it about this and still ha hasn't been able to pin yeah. down it in a kind of succinct, easy to understand way. So that's that's my litmus test for like, ah, this is yeah, this is more complicated than it feels. Um, but yeah, you might not even be allowed out. 
Yes, yeah, it might be a completely moot point. We might all just be under lockdown for 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the other thing is like, you know, last year I was I was spending far too much time getting all these, or oh, even like early this year, trying to keep all these straight in my head of what's going on, especially with all the, the deadlines changing, because this was all meant to be coming in last November and then was delayed to January and then was delayed to July and all these things were all, all changed around multiple times. I've spent far too much effort trying to keep these things straight and mm-hmm. I've just, I've given up, to be honest. They, they do all keep changing as well. But the thing to remember is, um, like, um, apart from the registration, most of the rules are actually, um, if you do the A2, you get more freedoms, whereas if you don't do the A2, you still have to stay 150 metres away. So for most people, the rules aren't actually changing. So get your measuring tape out and you'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a good point. Like for most of the situations, the current rules are pretty much staying. Um, and unless you go for the, you, you, you start using the under 250 things for, uh, for there are also, uh, it gets, it's too much. It's too much. Well, under, under 250, again, you get more freedoms. Hmm. Because then you can ignore the 150, I think. I, I quite like the fact because you can always see uh, interesting corner cases for it where you take off in a field and you're alone and you don't have an A2, and then someone wanders up and says, Hello. And you're like, Oh, go away. I can't land. You're too close to me now. What are you, you going to do? It's like when people wander into frame, you haven't got much choice. It's like, Yeah, I am un- under 150 meters, but it's their fault. They came into my space. I think there is a phrase in there that's something that you have to have a reasonable expectation that no one will be walking in the area that you're flying. Yeah, there's the grey area. Get out of reasonable, reasonably expected to not have people near you. Yeah. But that was an interesting question on, on my quiz, actually, about um, what happens if you're flying and somebody comes over and starts talking to you. What, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. And what would you what would you say would be the, the safe thing to do? Oh, the safest thing is to crash it straight into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> 150 meters away. Yeah. <laughs> or like the woman that wanted me to hover over her head because the dog Probably. was chasing the quad and she thought if you hover it here, then I'll be able to get my dog back on the lead. So it I'm probably is land, right? I would say. The, the, the option I chose was to carry on finishing what you're doing and land and then talk to the person. Just like say say you're busy, finish what you're doing and then land and then talk to the person. But that was the wrong answer. The, the correct answer was to gain uh, a safe altitude and then talk to the person. So it's, <laughs> it's not really aimed right. at FPV. Yeah, it's aimed at the DJI that's just going to hover where you leave it. Yeah, because I would take my hands off and just turn around and talk to you because it just hover there. To but, me, it's the altitude is zero. <laughs> There's always room for non-safe when you're above zero. Anyway, it's whatever. <laughs> but let's face it, look, we're all drone enthusiasts and we really don't know, <laughs> you know, the rules. And so how the police can enforce this is beyond me. That's what I'm saying. Whether you've got an A2, whatever, you're still going to be in jail for a little bit, probably. I'm just I, a, I expect I just yeah. wrestled you to the floor and beat you up a bit and um, <laughs> take all your stuff, as per usual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they tried to arrest me for recycling in Brighton for, for crying out loud. 
Um, that's, that's what they do in Brighton. You're in, what, what, what tier are you in? What, what tier are you in now, Jack? Do you know? Oh, you like tier two. Yeah. It's only the north that's two. Tier it's up north in that tier three place. Oh, yeah. my my um, parents are tier three in Kent. I can't go and see them this Christmas. Oh, yeah. Just just the corner, isn't it, of the mm. country? Yeah. Um, but all you lot should take the advantage to meet up. Not been able to do that all of the yes. years. Still the well, rule of six or something. Isn't it? For the one week that you're in tier two, or half a week, or however long it is, you should all meet up. Why not? We should pop over to the Isle of Wight. They're in tier one. Oh yeah, that's it. I'll have a party on the Isle of Wight. My mate lives in the Isle of Wight. I might go and see him. There you go. Can't yeah. spend I'd... Christmas is. I mean. Should... Do, should I say like the, no. the rules are that even if you go to a lower tier area, the the rules of where you live and have come from apply to you. Yeah, so, um, is that just the Ghostbusters rule about not crossing the streams, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> but uh, it was a very sensible question uh, from FPVSE. Another one. Uh, is there a central official place to read the final rules for next year yet? Uh, which is, you know, five weeks away. And uh, I will post in the chat a, a, a little, small, easy readable document uh, covering uh, most of the things that you kind of need to be aware of. Uh, it's, it's, it's very light reading. It's only 238 pages. Um, Oh wow! I'm, I'm sure it contradicts itself several times as well. I yeah, within about twenty minutes of reading it, I'd already sent painless a load of screenshots, being like, "Can you can you believe this?" Because uh, it's it hasn't really been proofread from what I can tell. There's a few diagrams that they've obviously let, left stuff out or got halfway through moving things and not finished it, and it it doesn't seem very well finished, but. They, I imagine they're quite busy trying, you know, to deal with the fact that, like, for example, if you are a pilot and your entire job depends on your pilot's license, you need to have a certain amount of currency. So you need to be able to have, a, you know, a certain number of flying hours every month or whatever. There's a, there's a requirement to keep, uh, your, to keep flying semi-regularly so that you don't lose your skills. Obviously, at the moment, that's quite hard to do. So the CAA are having to work out other ways of dealing with that where, you know, do you just remove a load of pilot's licenses from pilots who are perfectly good pilots probably but haven't been able to fly this year? Or what do you do with that? So I think they've probably got bigger problems to think about than, you know, the drone regs. But there you go. They've... They were already committed to the deadline of January. This is the document that they've put out, which is CAP 722. I, I like this comment. <laughs> <laughs> it says, the police will be too busy. What is it? Police will be go. too busy ar arresting pensioners for sitting on park benches like they were this week in London. Is that really <sighs> what they were doing? Um, yeah, a 72 year old, I think, got arrested. Arrested sitting on a bench. There we go. Putting this all aside for a minute, because um, we did. I did also ask Robin on to talk about some some happier things. 
is something that I hadn't heard of, and I don't think anyone else had heard of because I stuck the acronym in our little chat, and, and everyone was asking, "What's that?" Um, was IGOW too? Which... I, well, I, Clown, Clown's in here. I think he's still actually in the competition. Maybe. Do you want to? What What is IGOW two? <clears throat> well, IGOW two is the international game of whoop, and it's like a like a game of horse. And um, FPD Skittles is a guy who runs it, and people all over all the countries uh, play. Basically, he sets a weekly challenge um, for you to do a trick in a certain location, and then you submit a video that's a minute and a half long with music or editing or whatever you like. And then, if you achieve the trick, then you don't get a letter, and if you fail the trick, you get a letter, and it till it spins out the word whoop, and that's that's basically it. <laughs> I think. Uh, the top prize is uh, a sponsored Tiny Whoop pilot, and uh, he does he does weekly draws, and each week you can win prizes. How how far did you get? Um, I think week fifteen, something like that. And um, the the thing I failed at, I actually went out and tried to do was um, inverted your spins. And we haven't got any massive, great big towers like they have all over America or flagpoles or anything like that. So I was trying to do it around a street lamp. And um, I did, you know, I spent a while getting it and then walked all the way back because the buses were on because of COVID. And then uh, looked at my footage and I hadn't actually got it dead center at the top of the screen the whole way around like I was supposed to do. And I just wasn't going to walk back out there. It was, it was the week when we had all those storms and there was just no chance of flying a roof outside. We need to do what Blue Owl does and tilt your camera at 10 million degrees. <laughs> that would be too easy then. Yeah. I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try your uh, camera tilt soon. I'm going to go to my local field and see what it's like and probably try it. It's I might fun. do a try to. Blue try Owl's to. invented orbit is just an orbit. That's that's yeah. that's the camera angle for you. Pretty <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> good. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's actually going to be quite correct. That is how people do those trippy spins. Easy. It is literally the camera tilt it is. upside down. Yeah, it is mm. easy. It's not complicated at all. It just looks crazy. I don't I understand. It's easy. If you get a really tall object, I think that helps as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it helps if it's if it's tall and if it's like spread around on the on the top, like uh, street plants, for example. I can do it in a simulator, sort of, but not in real life. <laughs> I remember your tutorial. Same thing. My tutorial. It wasn't a tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the funniest things ever in my life. It wasn't so funny when you copied everyone and wrote a riot into it, the post for some reason. <laughs> that's what jack does you gotta be aware of him i had to send uh some of your stickers off today oh yeah mm, yeah uh, yeah uh, they're still going people have not many... broken even yet jack huh have you broken have you even yet don't know i need i need frank to i told you i told you the number you needed to get it's down to yeah. you i can't count for you i can yeah, I think. Squeaky asks. Sorry, Jack, to cut you off a sec. Squeaky asks, what angle do you fly at, Blue Owl? So it's around 65 degrees. It's not quite 70, around 65 uphill. 
mental. <laughs> not so quite so backward. <laughs> no, so well, not quite That would be ridiculous. Sixty-five. <laughs> yeah, like, much more sensible. Are <laughs> <laughs> the landings just a crash to the ground? The landings, because you cannot see the. Surely you cannot land at that like that without crashing. Well, it depends. You either have like one spot where you can land, like between two trees, so that you can see the top of the trees. You just need to make sure that you're alone because otherwise you can fly into somebody who you don't see. Um, or you just land line of sight. That works most of the time. Or you just crash like I do <laughs> after every flight and then you don't have to land. <laughs> just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a go. At it. I'm going to have a go. At I'm going to have a go at that. Yeah, Try it in a simulator turn first, if I would. Well, I've got... I've, oh, no, I'm just going to go out and try it for real. I might do a vlog thing and see how bad I am. Oh, no way. Straight to the X-Class. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I haven't flown the X-Class in months. Months, months. Tony's turned a little bit sinister. That The biggest point of this one was when he pissed on Danny's hand, it would seem. Yeah, inadvertently. I weed on my dog's head and then what? Danny stroked the dog. Have you not seen my video, Frank? <laughs> I was having a wee and the dog stuck her head under and I weed on her head. And I did tell Danny, but he didn't hear me. And then he stroked her and got his this was to edit it and publish it on the internet. Yes, of course. Okay. Fine. Okay. So uh, I'm going to change the conversation. Uh, Robin, what is your current flying setup? Like, are you flying just whoops or are you flying anything else? Um, I just fly all sorts. I'm like the opposite of Mr. Steel. I just fly all sorts of different things at the moment. I've I've just built. Uh, I've just stripped out a GoPro, and I've got one of those um, Beta eighty five Xs. And I'm going to have a go with the uh, naked GoPro on it, I think, next. Mm. But I've also got a seven inch that I've not finished and a six inch that I've not finished and uh, several racing quads. I'm experimenting with um, trying to wrap Kevlar around my arms of my racing rigs because I'm sick of people um, breaking them, basically. But yeah, I just fly all sorts. Where do you I race guess- then? Uh, a local primary school let us use their field every now and then but um it's, it's not really racing it's just a load of guys messed about on a track it's not anything serious <laughs> what's the what's the uh name of the group though or if or have you a two uh, tay, underground tay fpv tay is tay side's just the area we're in so it's tay fpv nice um, but back to iGal, I think I do recommend everybody tries iGal because I had to do a load of tricks that I wouldn't have actually tried otherwise. And I actually roped my girlfriend. She flies, but not not that often because we're just too busy. She's got other hobbies. So I roped her into it thinking this would be good. We get to go out. And we, we did get to go out and do stuff together, which is really good. But also both um, fighting over trying to get our tricks done as well. There was a lot of uh, arguments it caused trying to get both tricks done at the same time. I like this from uh, 
FBF, uh, FBSE. I think we should all take the 65 degree or over challenge and then post results. That would be quite good. I'm definitely yes, going to do it. I'm just going to be looking at a top plate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is that. Looking at the bottom of your GoPro. Uh, to file away a little hole in your top plate. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. That's what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm going to go up the field and do a vloggy type thing. But yeah, I think we should do that. Definitely. I like the idea. How would you accurately measure the angle? That's what I want to know. The tractor. Um, <laughs> so Did someone say a tractor or protractor? <laughs> well, you could use a tractor tone. Just get the top of the top of a tractor's roof. Let's all, let's all <laughs> measure our angle by the top, where we can see the top of the tractor. Yep. But that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard as well. So I do think we should do more challenges though. Yeah, we we did the, like the one hand whoop challenge like, a couple of years ago, probably. I think yeah, we were like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do loads of challenges and get people sending in all loads of videos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we tried to we we tried to build something and we did a whoop landing. There you go. That's one a year so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all we need. Uh, there was one final question, I think, for uh, for Robin. From Squeaky again, what's your whoop setup? Yeah, I, I answered him actually. For the, the iGal 2, I was using the Meteor 65 for the small stuff, but um, some of the other tricks you need a lot more power to weight. So I had the 85 um, Pro 2, which is also big uh, beta FPV. So they're quite loose in the whoop definition, are they? It's like as uh, yeah, long as it's, it's ducted, basically. Yeah, up to 85 mil you're allowed and 2S, but you can go up to 3S if you also have a HD camera. Oh. Yeah, what HD camera fits on a whoop? <laughs> what, one of those turtle things. Or a Tarsier or something like that. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Not, not DJI. HD's changed its meaning. Just shove a GoPro on it, it'd be fine. Just <laughs> yeah. boost the power up a bit. Uh, GoPro Max on it. Uh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Um, Jack, do you want to announce our guest for next week? Uh, I believe we've got Greg from E Wings, and I don't know who else. I'm very sorry. I think it's just Greg from E Wings, as far as I know. I thought we were inviting someone else on with him to make him feel more chilled out. I don't know, but I've, I've been chatting to him in the chat. And so we're talking wings next week, then basically. Basically, hopefully, he will come on. I can't see a reply. <laughs> um, I don't know. I did, I did at him, but uh, but hopefully, we'll be chatting to him. We've got him penciled in for next week, anyway. All, all the sort of uh, Black Hawk that he's come out with and all the new lovely wings and stuff. So me and Curry will be fapping ourselves to death. Are we laughing? Yes. 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 I think so. Oh, I think that pretty much brings us up to the hour, if you want to call us out, Jack. No worries. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening to Let's Row Now. 
big massive thank you for all our Patreons. We will need more Patreons because uh, Andy RC's riders get more and more ridiculous each and every week. Uh, Greg <laughs> said, yep, he's coming on. Uh, I'm trying to pay him to call me tomorrow. So if anyone else would like to buy any of my stickers and help me fund my Andy RC addiction, uh, feel free. But anyway, you've been listening to Let's Drone Out. Thank you. And we have been joined by the, the beautiful, wonderful Blue Owl. Bye, everyone. Everyone's favourite curry kitten. Goodbye. Ro- uh, Robin FEV from the chat. Bye. What a legend. I hope you have many, many enjoyments of being closer than 150 metres, my friend. <laughs> um, everyone's favourite liability, Andy RC. Just uh, drink my uh, rider here. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> yep. No Let me know your PayPal so I can pay for your money so you can call me tomorrow. No, thanks. <laughs> Don't make me ask you know who. Tell her to tell you to call me. Uh, speaking of her, my lovely wife, my little Tony. Bonjour. Our Lord and Overmaster, thank you for paying the editor today. He's welcome. My name's Peter, actually. Andrew, thanks, Frank. <laughs> Bye. Thank you to all our patrons. I love you guys and everyone who donates to this silly program. I've been frightened <laughs> till I howl, and thank you and good night. Bye. 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 Telemetry lost.